You're live with Get Connected down at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Agarbo, here with Andy Barrar and AJ Vickery. We're down uh, this week and uh, actually broadcasting live uh, from one of the largest tech shows in the world. Every year, all the uh, nerds and geeks uh, come, converge down on uh, this town and... uh, Try to find out what the latest and greatest technology is going to be in 2017 and years to come. I just like the fact that we got a booth right on the show floor. So as we're talking, we can see all the people walking around. It's uh, it's super cool. You know what's exciting is that uh, this is also the 50th anniversary of CES. And so uh, in addition to just being one of probably the biggest uh, turnouts for CES that we've seen yet, it's also um, a special celebration as well. Well, it's uh, exciting. You know, we always love coming down here because uh, we get inspired, uh, you know, try to see what uh, tech trends are going to be happening over the, the following year. You know, in the past, uh, you know, I'd have to say if you come down to this show, I think it's like two million square feet. Uh, it's just huge. It just takes up so many buildings and, and, and hotel spaces. Uh, but we, you know, we see these TVs. Uh, we've gone from, you know, HD TV to 3D TV to smart TVs. Uh, now 4K TV, uh, but I, I see some interesting changes happening now. Uh, we're getting much more into the Internet of Things and the connected home. There are so many devices down here now that are vying for attention in this new space, and I think 2017 is going to be the start of the connected home where people are going to start looking at some of these gadgets and, and, and take them seriously. Well, you know, Mike, what I love about uh, this show, CES, is that um, it's also a place where you see stuff that will probably never make it to the marketplace as well. Right. You know, so there's we see some, crazy stuff. Yeah, just, you know, we just see things like ideas. And you're talking about the connected home. Uh, I've seen a couple different things. One of them from Moen, where it allows you to c- control the temperature of your shower from your phone. I love this. So you wake up in the morning. It's cold. That's the one thing. You know, you're going to your shower. You've got to sit there and wait for it to warm up. Now you can be in bed with your smartphone and activate it. I, I, I'm calling I'm calling pass on this one, Mike. i got to say, like, I think that there's just some things that you just don't do on your smartphone. Uh, and one of them is take a shower. Well, you're not taking the shower with the phone. <laughs> so you're just, honestly, you're, uh, you're setting the temperature, the ideal temperature for you. You hit the button. Your shower will start. Uh, you can still be in bed, and you'll get a little alert when the shower is ready and, and warm for you to get in. Okay, so do you really think that this is going to take off, or do you think it's one of those fads where everyone's just trying to create something cool? Sure. I mean, they're mowing. They, they make shower stuff. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, kind of an indication of the larger trend to connected uh, homes. And, you know, there's so many of these cool gadgets out there. Well, you know, the, the, uh, the one that made me think about you, Mike, especially since we've shared a hotel room this year, the first time we haven't shared a hotel room, uh, but uh, was the, uh, the um, Sleep Number 360. This is a smart bed. Right, and uh, this is great actually for some of you folks out there. If you ever get cold feet at night, uh, this bread will uh, sense that and will uh, automatically turn up a temperature like on your feet. But what I liked about it is that if it detects snoring, it will actually uh, it, it can't actually stop you from snoring, but it'll uh, elevate your head a little bit, which sometimes is a cure to that. Saying I snore? Wow, uh, I'm alluding to the fact that you may <laughs> snore a little bit. <laughs> so what is interesting, uh, and I think this is what's going to help some of these connected home. Uh, devices and gadgets take off is the voice integration. Uh, you know, unfortunately in Canada, we haven't seen a lot of it yet. Uh, down in the U.S., Amazon has got their Echo line of speaker microphones. Uh, and these these speakers, 
you know, not only will play music, but they're intelligent. Uh, and a lot of companies have actually built in support for this. So you can be in your home, and if you've got the right connected lights, for example, you can, uh, you can talk to this uh, speaker. And the name is Alexa. And you can basically say, Alexa, turn on the lights uh, in the kitchen. And it will hopefully turn them on. So I see that kind of as the big thing for people. I think in the past, you know, going to your app to turn on your lights, it's a pain, right? Because it's faster just to hit the switch. But if you can talk to your house uh, and basically tell it to do things, that is what's going to get people excited and, and into this. Well, you know, like I did this at the office and I also did it uh, at my home is where I installed a, an old tablet right onto the wall. And I, that's what I was doing. If I wanted to change connected lights, I'd go on the tablet and then have to do that. If I want to, you know, look at my uh, wireless cameras, I'd go another app. And I think for the connected home to really take off, they need more integration with all these different products because everyone's trying to create the, the connected home. But, but don't you agree the voice activation is the key? And that's, that's what's changing everything. Unfortunately, I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure this out. Why is the Echo not available in Canada? I just don't get why Amazon has not done it. They sold so many during the holiday season, but they're all in the U.S. So we can't take advantage of that in Canada until we see either the Google Home or the, which is not available in Canada. Which is also not available in Canada. So uh, it's just like a tease when we come here to see all this cool stuff, yet we're not able to uh, integrate it in the Canadian homes today. What do you think about all the connected stuff? I saw there was a connected uh, baby monitor from Netgear. The uh, What is it? Arlo Baby. Arlo Baby. Yeah, no, actually, you and know, so I know, there's a lot of these baby monitors, yeah. but this one was pretty cool. Yeah, this is cool. This is uh, this debuted here, and um, I was very impressed with it. It's uh, if, if you're familiar with the Arlo cameras from Netgear, they become very, very popular. They've got different versions that are either wired or battery operated. What I liked about this one is that it was both wired and battery operated. So, so you could actually have it connected in the baby room when it's watching the baby. Uh, but if you wanted to take it um, somewhere like maybe over grandma's house or uh, or uh, if you're going out for the night you could actually use it uh in its battery mode as well which i thought is kind of a cool feature yeah and you know and we're seeing a lot more of that um type of uh technology out there uh you know looking at some of the stuff uh you can get in your home i i saw this thing called the pico brew did you see this oh yes <laughs> yes it's a uh it's like a kind of a, a keurig for beer uh so essentially uh it's this device you can keep in your kitchen uh, a little bit larger uh, and you can choose from, you know, over 120 different craft brewers uh, and basically put in these pico pods, uh, which are all the ingredients, and this thing will make you a batch of beer in five to seven days. Oh, okay. I did not see this. Did you, did you try it? Yeah. Yeah. And how was the beer? Because I know you're quite the beer connoisseur with your uh, well, Coors Light. I, I like my Coors Light, okay? I'm not going <laughs> to try to convince you otherwise. But if you are into craft beer, this thing is pretty cool. And they have a new freestyle model now. So if you are feeling kind of brave and want to experiment, you don't have to just have one of the specific beers. You can actually start mixing the ingredients yourself like to different levels. And it's all done through uh, an app. So if you want it to be a little hoppier, you want more alcohol in it, you want it more of a, a tart taste, you can adjust all those levels and and basically create your own craft beer so uh, what is inside the pot is it like wheat or or well, yeah all the different things that put beer together i'm not a brewer by any stretch but you know malt and hops and, and all of those things and you basically put it in this machine and get all app control because this thing's all connected and it will make this beer for you okay so is it is it cheap no this thing's uh, about seven eight hundred dollars u.s which isn't bad when you think about what this thing can do so Obviously, this thing's going to be in the twelve, thirteen hundred dollars range in and, Canada. And what about the pods? What are those going for? I, I didn't check into that. 
but I'm, you know. <laughs> but you did try it. <laughs> well, they had free samples. I had to, to, to taste it. So, again, it takes uh, a few days. Like, like I said, five to seven days, but kind of cool. Well, your duty as a journalist to try all things, right, Mike? Uh, you know, back to the baby topic, uh, one more thing I wanted to mention was I saw something cool, uh, stroller tech for babies. So this was kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, f- um, all those kids that push around the uh, – sorry, all those parents that are pushing around their kids in a stroller. Well, this is from Moxie, and it actually uses um, technology that takes the uh, – energy being from the wheels turning and putting that back into a battery that's located in the handle so you can keep your cell phone charged while you're out and about. <laughs> Thank God. That's pretty hilarious. So as you're, you're taking your baby out for a walk, you can charge your phone, hit two birds with one stone. I love that. You're listening to Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar and AJ Vickery. We are live in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show, one of the bu- biggest tech shows uh, in the world, uh, trying to find out what uh, is hot for 2017. When we come back from the break, we will be talking more tech, uh, a lot of uh, wearable technology, really big this year, and drones you can sit in. We'll hear more about that. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected, broadcasting live from Las Vegas. Hi, I'm Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar and AJ Vickery. We are uh, covering one of the biggest tech shows uh, that happens every year, Uh, one of the biggest ones in the world, the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, Almost 200,000 nerds and geeks coming down to see what is hot coming up for technology in the coming years. Uh, a lot of wearable stuff uh, this uh, year, guys. Uh, you know, and we've seen a lot of co- consolidation um, as well with these, uh, these types of fitness trackers, uh, like the Fitbits and, and, and what have you. But you know, when we look at wearable technology, a lot of people think smartwatches, Fitbits, but it's a lot more than that now. It's really getting into the whole health side. So we're seeing a lot of clothing that has uh, built-in uh, connectivity that can actually tell you... Uh, Blood pressure is, uh, you know, what type of activity you're doing, uh, how much oxygen you're breathing. Uh, but I, I saw some interesting kind of things. Uh, one was a, a smart hairbrush. Really? Yes. Uh, did you? I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, AJ, but essentially this is a, like a woman's hairbrush. I guess a man could use it as well. But it's got tiny microphones built into it. So uh, it analyzes how hard... Uh, and I guess how fast you're brushing your hair uh, and gives you that uh, that information into an app on your smartphone to help you brush your hair better so that you're not hurting your hair or, or getting breakage. And so for a lot of women that have longer hair, this is apparently an issue that I uh, was not totally aware of. So uh, when I saw this thing, I thought this thing's crazy, but uh, a lot of the women that were looking at it thought it was pretty cool. Now... Does it have, like, a battery inside it? How does it work? Or do you have to recharge it? Uh- you got to recharge your brush, yes, before you brush your hair, I, I guess. But I know it sounds crazy, but this is kind of that whole trend to uh, health and, and wearable technology. Yeah, and, you know, we saw a company last year, uh, and, and, and this just kind of um, actually opens the... Uh, our eyes to a lot of things that are coming out of countries outside of North America, but but Shenzhen, uh, China produces a lot of different technology products, and they do d- debut a lot of these companies here. And we saw a returning co- uh, company this year called Millie, uh, and they have a device called the SkinMate. And what I thought was really cool about that is it measures sort of the UV uh, that's out when you're actually out there walking, and they had built this sensor into a baseball cap. So you could actually um, know that while you're out with your baseball cap on, you simply get a sense of you know whether or not it's it's okay to take your hat off or whether you should apply certain types of sunscreen depending on your skin type. I also saw something uh, that I thought was interesting uh, for uh, uh, your vision, and it's called the IQ. 
And essentially, this is like a, a little scope that uh, attaches onto your uh, your smartphone, your iPhone. And you basically, it's kind of like almost like, you know, when you look in a microscope, the, uh, the little uh, lens there. You look into this thing, and through the app on, on the smartphone, it's actually testing your vision and can tell you uh, what type of prescription you need. That's, that's great because then you wouldn't have to see an eye doctor to, to get it tested. <laughs> and I'm sure all the optometrists and eye doctors right now listening to this are thinking, no, you should still come see us. And, and I think so. But, you know, I could see this being a bigger thing down in the U.S., you know, with the, the health care they have down here not, you know, on par, not universally available to all uh, their citizens. Something like this, which is like a $100 little device, um, you know, could save them, you know, hundreds and hundreds uh, of dollars. Another quirky thing I saw, Mike, I don't know if you saw this, uh, it's a smart mirror. So oh, yeah, the, the what is the High Mirror Plus. Did, did you see this? Yes. Uh, it was up in South Hall, I believe, in yep. the convention center. But what it was is this mirror that, like, you know, when you, when you get dressed, you want to check yourself out in the mirror. Except this is geared towards women where they could try on virtual dresses. Oh, this is a different one. Yeah, okay. this must be different. Uh, is, from, is this a big mirror? It's a big, it's a big full-length okay. full mirror. Got and it. so you stand in front of it, and then you can say, oh, I want to try this dress on. I want to try this. And it puts the almost like a 3D image of a dress right in front of you and so you can kind of figure out what this you want great. to wear. This would be great for AJ <laughs> and uh, you know experimenting. That's the thing about CES is a lot of these weird quirky kind of gadgets that, that you, you come across so um, that's just one example and I guess the big trend we're seeing is stuff that you wouldn't consider, like tech, like AJ was saying about the Moen, uh, starting to have that tech integration. And one, I, I've been really fascinated with the whole smart home and, and all the different products that people are coming out with. But you, know, you talked about that mirror. There was another one. It's a makeup mirror for, for women uh, or people that do makeup and are concerned about their skin. It's called the High Mirror Plus. Uh, not a full-length one, but you know, a smaller one. But it's got built-in cameras and uh, works in conjunction with an app. And it is actually looking at your skin and analyzing it, you know, giving it ratings on, on different things, you know, from 1 to 100, uh, basically telling you, you know, you've got bad pores or you're starting to get wrinkles. And the idea is that you're going to be able to try different, uh, I guess, skin care and makeup products, and it'll be able to analyze that, you know, over days and, and weeks, you know, what's working and, and see, uh, you know, a lot of standing desks here. There's one just by our booth over here at the radio. But did you see how they are integrating, like, exercise bikes into standing desks so that you could exercise while you're checking your email at work? <laughs> That's just what I need I thought, to I, be I, exercising. I wanted to test, get you to test it and see if uh, you can do it. What well, are you saying? <laughs> but what's interesting is it does it a very low resistance, so at least you're kind of moving, you're getting your blood uh, flowing as you're sitting out uh, the office. Because like if you look at our lifestyles these days, it's very sedentary. You know, typically most people are just sitting eight hours a day, and they say sitting is the new smoking. So they're trying to find different ways for people to to be active while having a desk job. Well, you know, when we talk about wearables, uh, Fitbit often comes to mind. They're one of the leaders out there. Uh, I thought I'd see more smartwatches down here. Uh, I think that's really consolidated now as well. I don't think it's really lighting the world on fire, so to speak. You know, I think Apple's probably one of the leaders out there, you know, basically because they make good stuff and, frankly, they're Apple. Yeah. Uh, you know, Android, uh, Android Wear, which is the platform for Android smartwatches, uh, in my opinion, hasn't really taken off, I think, as much as Google would have. Yeah, I think Samsung um, has come a long way uh, most recently with the launch of, just recently, the launch of their sort of, um, their S3, the 
which is their smartwatch. And uh, I've uh, had a chance to get a good look down here at the Frontier version. And i got to say that um, of all the smartwatches I've seen, that's one that I could actually see wearing on my wrist for some time. Were you surprised there wasn't as many smartwatches? The only kind of smartwatches I'm kind of seeing are from well-known watch brands like Fossil, for example. Sure. They're trying to, you know, I think get more watches sold by integrating smart technology. But, uh, you know, from the tech companies, I'm not seeing as much stuff in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably just one of those um, markets that needs to uh, play out somewhat. Uh, what do you think about robots in the house? Because that's one thing I've seen a lot of. Like you've talked about Alexa being that sort of digital assistant in yeah, your house. Yeah, voice You can assistant. speak to her and help her. I've seen a lot of robot technology where um, there's like little uh, robots that sort of pay attention to what you do and your schedule in the house and uh, sort of, you know, good for making reminders and this sort of thing. I, I don't think we're there yet with robots. Uh, you know, what, what can they really do that, you know, your, your computer can't do or your kids can't do for you? <laughs> under my little robots. Well, actually, uh, I got to say that uh, the cleaning robots have been one big thing. That and, is true. Yeah, and uh, the, down here I got to see a bunch of different... The vacuums are what we're used to, but I actually saw a great robot that actually cleans the windows. A- another thing I uh, saw, talking about wearable technology, although it's not wearable technology, it does things for you that you do wear, uh, the Foldy Mate. This is uh, kind of like a giant box that you basically dump your laundry into, and it will automatically fold clothes for you that's that's like a dream come true i would love to see how it works inside the box to make that actually happen because it's i little, understand it's little monkeys <laughs> little trained monkeys i understand it could also differentiate between different people and see whose fold or clothes it is and then have separate piles as well i just love how technology is uh, advancing there uh i didn't have the price on that thing i, th- I think it was a uh, thousand to two thousand dollars do you know if it's coming to market or is it just a on I, I hope to God it is, because I, <laughs> I could use one of those. I'm the worst folder uh, in, in the world. Don't you find it funny, like, how many, like, washer and dryers you see at the Consumer Electronics Show these days? Like, Samsung has one that you could do, like, four loads at once now. I know. They're huge and uh, really amazing. You know what? It looks like we're going to have to take another break. We are broadcasting live from Las Vegas, the Consumer Electronics Show here on Get Connected. When we do come back, we've got lots more of uh, cool gadgets and tech trends that we're noticing down here. So stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected live from Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show. Happens once a year, four days, lots of geeks, lots of gadgets, literally thousands and thousands of technology products. And we're down here trying to figure out uh, what's, what's cool and what are the trends coming up in 2017. Hi, I'm Mike Agarbo. I've got Andy Brar here and AJ Vickery. Uh, again, uh, let's talk about some of the, the trends. Uh, virtual reality. Uh, you know, we've seen that over the past couple of years. Uh, you know, a lot of companies are trying to get into this game. Oculus Rift, uh, which is a, uh, a VR headset. They were bought by Facebook a few years ago. Uh, HTC's got their Vive. And there's all sorts of these little uh, strap-on visors that you can plug your smartphone into to get uh, a virtual reality kind of uh, experience. But uh, one that really caught my eye was uh, a virtual reality backpack system from MSI. MSI is a a big gaming uh, laptop and desktop computer manufacturer. And they've basically built this backpack that you strap on and it's a full computer, like a high-end, fast, virtual reality gaming computer that you can plug your, your VR headset into. So a popular one right now is from HTC. It's called their Vive. And so you put on this backpack, and you put on the virtual reality headset, and you're in your own little virtual 
And you don't have to worry about all the wires back to your, your PC. Well, that was one of the big issues of virtual reality was when we first saw it, you needed a high-end PC, and then you had to connect it, and even though you're... You and there's like a million wires. The wires are all over the place. So you're starting to see more and more of these companies create these backpacks so that you could actually roam around your, your living room without having all those wires. I know HP is also making a backpack type of computer, and that's just one type. You know, there's really three types of virtual reality. The ones that use high-end computers, the others that you can use your smartphone, and now with PlayStation, they have the first console-based VR headset that you could use uh, with your actual PlayStation device console at home. And so, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you, you need content for these virtual reality headsets. So either it's some type of gaming uh, or, uh, you know, video, uh, movies, shows, that, that type of thing. But how do, you, how do you create that? Well, there's a lot of cameras that have uh, come out in the market. And, you know, when they first came out, pretty expensive. But now we're seeing them really drop in price and getting much more easier uh, to use and, and much more portable. One that caught my eye was uh, from uh, a company uh, that produces the Gyro Optic. It's a $250, 360-degree camera that you plug into your iPhone, into the lightning port. And essentially, it allows you to capture high-resolution, 360-degree virtual reality video and, and photos as well. And what I liked about it is it just plugs right in so easily, and it's only $250. Bucks. Uh, speaking of things that would connect to your iPhone, I saw another one from this company called, I think it was called FLIR. And what they have is a thermal imaging sensor that you could put onto your, uh, you attach it to your phone. And then you can see, like, say if you're at home and you want to see where all your heat is being lost, you can actually have a thermal image of your home to see where where the heat is escaping from your house. And this is a high-end device that you would have to buy separately, but now you just, uh, with a little adapter, you can do it. So it's great for, for contractors and other people that are trying to, you know, um, insulate their homes and find out where they're losing their heat. Uh, another kind of uh, interesting uh, system I saw was from Razer. Uh, they're a high-end gaming company. They make uh, really cool uh, laptops uh, and what have you. They've come out with a, a new laptop, a gaming laptop, and it's got three screens. This thing's not light. It's a bigger, bigger laptop, but basically you pop open uh, your screen, and then you pull out two additional side panels. It is freaking amazing. If you're a gamer, <laughs> I, it's it's expensive. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, esports is just huge. So you're seeing all these crazy accessories because if you're a professional or a budding professional gamer, it's just like sports equipment. You got to have the best equipment. Just if you were a golfer, you want good clubs. With these guys, you know, milliseconds can mean the difference of winning huge prizes or you know losing. And, and you, I saw that Razer booth, and they have teams of gamers that are, are competing with each other, uh, which is pretty cool. It's way beyond our time, but uh, the next generation of gamers, it's going to be a very exciting time to, uh, to participate. One other uh, interesting laptop I saw was from Acer. It's part of their Predator line. It's the Predator 21X. This is a $10,000 gaming laptop. It's uh, got high-end uh, video card in it, two power supplies, and a 21-inch curved screen on it. This thing is huge. You know Christina who does the app segments with us? It's about the size of Christina. This, <laughs> this thing is enormous, but obviously a, a gamer's uh, dream come true. Yeah, I think it was retailing about nine or ten thousand dollars. US, they, US, they, and they're getting a lot of press on that. They, I was talking to the folks over at Acer, and they're like, "We're getting a lot of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of great feedback for that thing. It's just super innovative." Speaking of VR, Mike, well, who do you think if you were a betting man? 
who do you think is going to win the, the VR race? Is it going to be these backpack type of high-end computers or on the gaming consoles? Because like Xbox, they have not announced that they're doing a VR headset. You know, I think we're still a ways away from mass adoption if that ever really happens. Do you remember 3D TVs? You know, how that was going to light the world on fire? Well, it did not light the world on fire. Uh, virtual reality, I don't think we've seen, like, the killer app for it yet. I think, yes, gaming, the gaming world, there's definitely something there. I think the game consoles, you know, Sony's got their virtual reality uh, headset for their PlayStation. Uh, I think that's where it's probably going to take off more. I've tried the HTC Vive that plugs into, you know, a high-end uh, gaming computer. It's cool, but would I spend the, the $1,500 for the headset and then another three or $4,000 for the gaming computer right now? I, I don't think we're ready yet. I mean, there's a lot of great games coming out. I, I tried one here uh, with that MSI backpack I was telling you about. Uh, it was like a space shooting shooting game. It was really cool, but you, you have to imagine the amount of processing power from you know the the cpu uh to the video card it's enormous and you know we're so used to these 3d games now imagine having to have that that 3d game in 360 degrees in a virtual reality there's just so much going on there and i think we're still looking for these computers and and graphics cards to catch up as far as the power we're going to have to take another break we're down at the consumer electronic show in las vegas when we come back more tech talk Welcome back to Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brar and AJ Vickery. We've uh, got the Get Connected team down at the Consumer Electronics Show here in Las Vegas, checking out all the latest and greatest gadgets. There's literally thousands and thousands of them to go through, and uh, it, it's it's tough sometimes. They all kind of start blurring together after a while, Andy. Yeah, you know what? I, I really wanted for us to do Facebook Live so people can kind of get an idea of what's going on on the show floor. Not happening. Not happening. Uh, to make Facebook Live video happen, you've got to have uh, a decent Wi-Fi or cell uh, reception for your, your smartphone. And as you can imagine, 200,000 nerds down here with all their cell phones and gadgets and the millions of Wi-Fi signals happening from all these different booths, too much interference and we, we couldn't make it work. Yeah, and you know what? We even got an independent hotspot just to, to make this work. And still, despite that, uh, we still I know, still I made can't. AJ drive all, all over Las Vegas for that. And I'm sure you're thanking me now. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, one thing that uh, I thought I would see a lot more of uh, in talking about just the space down here and kind of what's going on in and around it is uh, some of the sort of like Segway or uh, hoverboard technology. The rideables. Yeah, the rideables. Yeah. And, and although there is a lot of it down here, uh, no one's using it. And I think this is just one of those cases where technology is out in front of like infrastructure and laws. So you're actually not allowed to ride some of these things on the strip. But last night I actually uh, bumped into a whole bunch of folks that were riding uh, some hoverboards and they were cr cruising at like I would say 20, 20, 25K. Like, they're cooking through the public. But they're not allowed to. Yeah, that's the thing, is you're not allowed to use these things yet. You guys remember, like, last year, everybody was getting those hoverboards for Christmas? Yes. And, like, you know, on videos of people falling off them. Well, a lot of people aren't using them anymore. And one of the cases was because the batteries were blowing up in the knockoff ones. But I saw a cool company. They're making, it's called a hovercraft. So it's essentially a seat, and you can turn these hoverboards into a little go-kart. <laughs> so it's almost like bringing them back to life. Yeah. Uh, and it's only like retails for about $60 to... 60 bucks. $60. So this is an add-on for your hoverboard that hasn't caught fire yet. Exactly. Yes. So it and so it turns into a little cart. Yeah, it has a little seat, and you can mount it, and it uses the hoverboard as the two wheels on the back, and then you just have to lean forward, and boom, you got yourself a go-kart. Like when I was a kid, 
kid, I just dreamed. I used to always ask my dad, please build me a go-kart. But uh, it's always been on my to-do list. So now that this is out, I think I'm going to take your hoverboard and retrofit it so I can have that go-kart I've we always got, wanted. We got one in the office. That's right. You can do that exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, drone technology. Uh, you know, drones uh, bigger and better than ever here down at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, so many companies trying to get into this game. Uh, I, I think we're still going to see a consolidation of these companies uh, over the next uh, five years. Uh, some interesting ones. Uh, obviously, I think we're used to the, the quadcopters that we, we see a lot of. Uh, I saw the, uh, the PowerVision fishing drone. And so this is like a, an underwater drone. Did you see this, uh, AJ? Yeah, I did. And uh, it actually... It makes you start to think about, you know, I talked about the segways as being something or the uh, the hoverboards as being something you can't use out in public. Well, similar problem with the drones. You can't even fly these things in your backyard or the police will show up to shut you down unless you have the right permits. But I thought this was brilliant when we start to look at different types of drones and that one. Uh, this, this thing can go down underwater. like 30 meters. Yeah, like, like deep. Yeah. Yeah. And 4K. Now, now you have to worry about losing your drone down in a <laughs> sea cave. Yeah, but that's really cool. So you can have that whole underwater experience and go down and shoot 4K video underwater. So imagine taking that thing on vacation with you. You don't even need to go snorkeling anymore. Just send your drone. Yes. <laughs> it records 4K video uh, streaming to your phone. I don't know how well that works. Streaming. Through water? Water. Why not? Well, I can see a lot of things going, <laughs> going uh, wrong there. But you know what? You can you can also get the add-on fish finder sonar uh, that turns it into an underwater drone fish that finder. That was cool. So imagine like taking your uh, you know your boat out fishing um, and just dropping your drone over over the side of the boat, kicking back, opening up a can of beer, and let it go find the fish for you. Yeah, it uh, can detect fish up to 131 feet away. And uh, and it lures them with a little blue light on it. Right back to your boat. And, and right back to your boat, hopefully, while you're drinking your beer from your Pico Brew. Hey, the, right? the, I, I think these guys are onto something. They're one step away from throwing an angler on that bad boy yeah. and catching fish for you. Yeah, I can see a lot of things going <laughs> going wrong with that. Uh, they also say uh, they're going to be offering uh, virtual reality, reality goggles for this thing. So you can basically sit on your boat with the goggles. And, and, your beer, and just tilt your head around to, <laughs> to cruise this thing through the water. Yeah. See, technology. Well, I got to tell you, Mike, like, I'm one of those people that are deathly afraid of um, sharks, you know, or anything else that might grab me while I'm underwater uh, swimming. So yeah, now you've got to worry about drones. No, no, no. No, I don't have to worry about drones. I can just have my whole underwater experience without even getting wet. Sit back and let my <laughs> drone do all the work for me. I, I like this one. Well, you know, we have a lot more to talk about uh, here on uh, the show. We are down to the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, covering it, uh, you know, over the four days. Uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy time down here. I mean, there's like just thousands of people. You can't get cabs. Loving Uber. Yes. Loving Uber. That is a lifesaver down here. That's one great use of uh, technology. Uh, but it's, it's just hard trying to keep on top of this you know, and stay alive. Give people an idea of the size of this thing. I mean, you know, we, we talked about one of the biggest turnouts yet. We don't have the official numbers, but I mean, there's talk of this thing cracking the 200,000 people number this year. So last year they figured it got about 170,000 people down to CS. This year they're thinking it's going to be potentially over 200,000. Exciting times. When we come back from the break, more technology and trends and gadgets from the Consumer Electronics Show down in Las Vegas. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. We're live down here in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show. One of our favorite times of the year to come and geek out and check out all the hottest 
gadgets and tech coming out in the coming years. I'm Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar and AJ Vickery. We talked a lot about all these connected devices, these wearables. One thing most of these things have in common is being connected. You have to have these things uh, connected in your home, either through hardwire connections or, or more and more so uh, through Wi-Fi. I think one of the big stories this year is that that technology, that Wi-Fi router technology is going through a major change, and you're going to see a lot of new routers that are using what's called mesh, a mesh network that will basically eliminate any of the dead spots happening in your, your, your home or your business. Yeah, so for years, if you did have a dead spot and you already have a router, and for a lot of people, the router is like on one side of the house and then you can't get Wi-Fi on the other side. You know, we would always recommend what was called range extenders that would try to extend that range. But, uh, you know, they're, they're okay. They're, 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 they're kind of finicky. They yeah. don't always play nice with each other, and it actually sets up an entire other network. That's right. So if, you're, if you have a, a network set up with your server and your printer, this is actually a different one. And the problems I always run into is sometimes it connects to the weaker signal, and then yes. you, have to, uh, you have to manually switch it back to the other one. But this mesh technology, essentially what it is doing is creating, you have a router, but then you have these satellite routers that you could put all around your house. So the whole notion of and dead they, spots. And they don't look crazy. No. no. They, they, well, they make it look really nice because I'm... I'm a total, you know me, I love my routers. I like the big antennas and, you know, really geek it out and showcase it. But apparently not everybody likes to uh, show off their routers. So they make them really aesthetically pleasing. So you could have them on a bookshelf and it doesn't look like a router, but it's giving you Wi-Fi everywhere. So up to 4,000. And so it's like, it's like seamless roaming. It's almost like having a cell phone. You know how you can just kind of go anywhere in the city and it just goes from tower to tower. You don't even know. That's the same type of technology that's going to be happening inside your home with these these routers so you don't have to worry about uh, having a weak signal anywhere in the house you'll set up these little satellite uh, pieces wherever you need to and it will just evenly distribute that Wi-Fi goodness everywhere. The only one I've tested thus far is from Netgear. They have what's called the Orbi, and that got fantastic reviews. We used it. I actually It's game-changing. It, it is. Uh, we had a caller asking how to issue a dead spot, and I had recommended Orbi. It wasn't available in Canada yet. He went down to the States, bought it. It was expensive. Like, don't get me wrong. This thing's about $550. But he hooked it up, and he emailed me back. He goes, I can't believe it. I've been having these dead Wi-Fi issues for years. I bought this thing, and it solves all my problems problems he's like thanks for the recommendation and i was like because <laughs> i just recommended something that costs about 550 dollars but uh all the manufacturers are coming out with that, these that now funny because i went and saw every router manufacturer and i'm like let me guess you're reading you're releasing a mesh technology router they're like yeah so uh it's going to be a big game changer in 2017 i think we'll stop talking about dead spots within the end of the year because we have that technology to eliminate it well, it's expensive right now, and hopefully the price has come down on them. Uh, but, you know, why? Why do you want to spend that much? Why would you want one of these new routers? Well, just look at all the devices in your home. I look on my router. I can see everything that I've got hooked up. There are 40 things in my house that are somehow connected uh, to the router and to the internet. Everything from TVs to my music system to laptops, tablets. Uh, it, it is crazy how much stuff is relying on that router. What surprises me, Mike, and we get this from calls on this show, is that a lot of people are using their gateway boxes that their ISP have provided, whether it's Shaw or Rogers or Telus. And those are, are modems and routers at the same time. But what you could do is you could put it in what's called bridge mode. So you just use it as a modem. You could buy a third-party router. Yeah. And 
and get amazing Wi-Fi range and speeds to all your different devices. It, it is one of the best investments you can make, especially if you're going to build a connected home. Well, uh, again, uh, we've seen a lot of exciting uh, things down here uh, at the Consumer Electronics uh, Show. What's the craziest thing you've seen, Eddie? Okay, it's got to be this drone that I saw. It's about the size of a small car, and you could actually put an individual in it and fly. So like, you're flying in a drone. It doesn't look like a helicopter. It has like a typical drone. It's got the four you know, blades on each side, but it's all operated off a tablet. I don't think we're going to see this come uh, you know, on the market anytime soon be- just because of regulations. But the fact that we have a technology that can handle that much weight, it just shows you that uh, Amazon might be able to do these uh, drone deliveries in the near future. AJ, craziest thing. Well, you know, Mike, I just I got to give a shout out to TVs because uh, we are, uh, you know, here every year and TVs are always a big part of it. LG has a signature OLED TV. This thing is 2.5, 2.6 millimeters thick. That's about half the thickness of an iPhone, just to give you an example. That is crazy. Well, we're going to be talking much more about this on next week's show as well. We'll uh, find some more gadgets uh, to, to cover. We're going to have to sign off from Las Vegas and the Consumer Electronics Show. Mike, Andy, and AJ, logging off. We'll see you again next time.